in a potent piece of political propaganda this week, Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene dubbed President Biden the Hamburglar. Following false reports that the POTUS's proposal to reduce greenhouse gas emissions would call for a 90% reduction in beef consumption by the American public. Ms. Green, who's vying for the comic book sobriquet Crazy Cunt, admitted in a statement that she longs for the days when presidents treated people like pieces of meat instead of bovine blocking her constituents. Hashtag Burgergate. Consequently, it also seems she prefers presidents who share Ronald McDonald's hairstyle as well as his eating habits. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I'm Courtney. And man, that woman. I could actually see that being 100% true. Yeah, would, if only. If, if that was in a in a, <laughs> in a topic, I wouldn't have been able to call. I wouldn't have called bullshit on any of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think my mom said that to me on the phone earlier today, so I fully nice. believe it. Also, congratulations on being the only member of your family who is vaccinated at all. And Heyo! Congratulations on your final dose, there, Miss Ma'am. Full science over here. There you go. Yes, I'm watching it ooze out of your pores as we speak. You feel more connected to the five G. Yeah, that's it. Can we find better jokes now? I'm I'm, Hot. I'm already done. Like I I I say the jokes now because it's like part of like the how's the weather today or like, or like how's your how's your day going? It's like how oh, y'all doing? Just hanging out. Like now I'm programmed to be like, oh you got vax? Cool. Are you autistic now? You, oh, oh how's the 5G? But I feel like there has to be better jokes hanging around there somewhere. Almost oh, certainly mm-hmm. there are better jokes, but whether or not I don't think I'm qualified them. to make it. But. Yeah, exactly. So how's the bodily holocaust of your own making going on? <laughs> oh, it's going perfect. That's really not comparable at all, and it's kind of inappropriate. Yeah, that's America just, for you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm surprised, for one, that you know Courtney didn't have to sign any special papers or jump through any hoops for Arizona to allow a woman to be vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, women aren't allowed to make decisions. Yeah, We've learned this. That's very evident as of this week. That uh-huh. comes next yeah. week is the yeah. waivers to get vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The coming seems to be the issue, but uh, it's something that is about to erupt inappropriately. Michael uh, wants to dovetail <laughs> off of this, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you were really, really hot. Oh, my God. So, you know, here I am sitting sitting at a bar minding my own business. It's It's been a long day, and I figured I'd catch up with the news because I've been out running errands all day. So I'm like, all right, you know, what has happened today? Arizona has signed a bill. Okay. Ducey has been doing that a lot as of late. All right, all right. Nothing bad um, could possibly happen with Ducey signing legislation. Yes, no, no. yeah, exactly. He's been he's been signing a lot of bills actually as of late, which is odd, but whatever. Um and so I look a little bit more and I'm like, "Oh, we signed an anti-abortion bill." All right, all right, cool. Uh that, that sucks, but it's stupid and but all right, cool. Oh, it's 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 I had scripted this whole thing and now I'm having a fucking brain fart and I hate my life right now. Well, at least you know I'm having a migraine yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't blame this on anything other than my actual. You can take you can take your bit from one. We will let you do the work. I'll let you. I'll let you edit the episode this week. Okay. Okay. Oh, 
Thank what you. a glorious gift Thank you've you. given. I appreciate that. Now because I'm of so, that whole... but see, I'm so afraid of the gift you give me. Oh, it's because of me, right? I don't belong here, and I'm not well. Well, so God damn it. I here's a burrito. If you oh. wanted honesty, but I sit there and I read, oh, anti-abortion bill passed in Arizona. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, let's see what's in there. First thing I read, and the main idea behind it is that. Okay, you can't abort if it has some sort of genetic anomaly. All mm-hmm. right, that okay, that's not the worst thing. I think that's the, the governor thing. trying to protect his own interests. Exactly. <laughs> but then I <laughs> What do you mean I can't fuck my own family? <laughs> what is this Alabama? I mean, if they would have thrown me out with the bathwater after the dog delivered me, then I'm sure that no one would have succeeded in living in this state. I never asked to be bored. Thank you, Doug Ducey. (laughs) I like that you turned him into Oswald Cobblepot from Batman Returns. That's the the fucking plot of Batman Returns. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to teach her my French flipper trick. So I see that, and I'm like, okay, that isn't the worst thing that could happen. It could get worse. And then I read a little further, and it does. So apparently now in Arizona, uh, fetuses are persons. They count as persons for legal Mm -hmm. civil rights. They can vote for the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, And let's see. uh, The father or the maternal grandparents can Mm -hmm. sue the person. Uh, State funding has been pulled from... Any sort of organization that supports or, uh, abortion. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have other things like, oh, yeah, the you the bill also bans delivery of Plan B or other such abortion-inducing drugs. You can't get it through the mail either. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, it's going to have really, really, like, no, no harmful side effects. You know, people aren't going to be, you know, seeking... Uh, things in shady areas now out of desperation that's not what's going to happen and i'm going to be i'm going to be a little bit forward here and uh if you guys want me to cut this i will but i think the people that do these uh backdoor or you know back alley abortions should just leave their children on the or i'm sorry children that is wrong it technically in arizona is right because they are persons um but i don't agree with the laws that are in arizona so these fetuses or unwanted um Sell bunches of cells. I appreciate they you can... not gendering them. Thank you. Oh, of course. I don't gender children until they know what gender is. Thank you. I appreciate because it. Because it is their right. But anyway, they should leave these bundles of cells <laughs> on the on the steps of the Capitol so that the Capitol can pay for them to be incinerated or buried because that is another part of the bill that I had forgotten to okay. mention. Hold on a second. Can you say that slower? <laughs> Another aspect of this bill that was passed was that if you do get an abortion and you mm-hmm. manage to jump through all of those legal hurdles that it were previously mentioned, you now have to pay for this bundle of cells, fetus, what have you, to be cremated or buried, which either is at least several thousand dollars to do so. <laughs> Um, listen, we're, we're bereaved, but we're not saps. <laughs> Got yes. Ralphs around here. Or... Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, um, I know you don't get the reference, but the I person don't. I wanted to laugh, laughed. So <laughs> good. I'm good. That's all that matters. Before, before we take the, uh, the lid off the Folgers can here and let someone who's <laughs> qualified to talk about fire. it. 
There's only one person in this room right now that's qualified to talk on this subject. And before we pass it there, I will say that now in Arizona is a fantastic time, uh, if you do live in Arizona, to go to the Satanic Temple's website and look up Satanic uh, Ritual Abortion. Get that ritual down pat. And if you are a woman, just know that an organization will back you 110% and take motherfuckers to court. Uh, to protect your religious freedoms that include the right to an abortion included in that so-called religion. Courtney, <laughs> how do you feel? You are the only one qualified. Yeah. No, I I really love listening to white men talk about things that can only happen to my body. <laughs> it's my favorite pastime. It's why I go to the doctor so much. You're in the right state. <laughs> you are in the right state. <laughs> <laughs> never I've been I have never been offended by something wait what is what is the the meme I never have, I ever <laughs> I have never been offended by something I 100% agreed with wait oh, I sure. think I fuck that I don't <laughs> care Courtney kill talk. it before it grows chief I think <laughs> pay for the burial and this is what I was going to say before. The sad thing is they, they can continue to try to make abortions illegal, but they're just making safe abortions illegal. Oh, of Somebody is yeah. always going to find a way around it. So mm-hmm. I think really it's more of a disservice to people who need it medically because a lot of right. the stuff they put in place was medically related. So, you know, let alone other circumstances that are awful and abortion may be needed. Medically, you're putting up walls and charging doctors and going to court and having all this stuff happen. That's just a shit show. It's terrible, yeah. but it, I think it's going to get overturned. I hope so. I, I hope really so too. do. I just don't the thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, please. I finish your thought. I feel like at this point, like Doug Ducey has to be in on his own joke. You know what I mean? Like this this guy, this guy has been passing just the most asinine. It just, it's almost like every week at this point, it's like, oh, someone gave Doug Ducey a pen. <laughs> it's oh, kind of no. like laughing in front of a firing squad, basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no future for him in this state. There's no future for him. Period. <laughs> I mean, did you hear? Well, I think it was on Oops. Monday. Um, because he didn't back Trump's 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 you know what? Fine. Trump. It rhymes, with, it rhymes with scrum. I'll let it. I'll let it play. <laughs> you give Donna the respect that they goddamn deserve. Oh, it's she. They now, huh? She. I, they I'm just changing it any way I want. All to. right, that's that's fair. This is our canon. All She's right, canon. They, Donna she is, Trump is she. She, they. she is she. They. Okay. All right. Um, use the proper pronouns. Fair. No, it's depending fair. on the day of the week. They. <laughs> Had had come forward in I I think I, I think it was on Monday as of this recording, um, that because Ducey did not support any allegations of voter fraud, um, they will be backing any Democratic candidate that will be coming forward to uh, run for the 2022 uh, Arizona Senate race, um, Providing Ducey runs as Republican in that race. So Donna is backhandedly saying, even though I identify this way, in more way than one, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to support your adversary? Yes. Because fuck you, that's why? 
Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, that's the only thing that I'll ever say that I really appreciate about Donna. <laughs> oh, yes. How vindictive she is. <laughs> that is some like, fucking to high it. school drama bullshit. And I like it. There's there's I, no party loyalty. It's just it's, I was like, it's did you live loyalty. in this country they... for the past four years, my friend? Because I think that's been painfully evident from the day it took office. Not to make this a politic show, but... Too late. There's yeah. a uh, there's a meme that I saw and it's uh, how Americans view uh, like the political system and it's like a you know a scale and on the left is Democrat and on the right is Republican and then you know centrist and it's all balanced like there's there's Biden on the left there's Trump on the right and I don't remember who was in the fucking center but then it was like what it actually is and it's a majority of those people all on the right side like the left really doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, if you if you look at other political systems in the world, we don't really have a true democratic party. And then when we no. do have it, people cry socialism in Walmart and shit on the floor. <laughs> and that's just a normal Monday. And I'm Michael. <laughs> Speaking of shitting, I feel like you guys should really, really give me a round of applause here because I need to be uh, loved and celebrated. I and also tangentially, it's kind of an abortion because I took. And um, I, I, I pooped outside of the house like I, I was at work and I had to poop really bad. And uh, and I'm, I'm a nervous shitter. But I, I I guarantee, guys, I lost 10 pounds at work at 12 a.m. two days ago. First, I didn't know that, that oh. you were a nervous shitter and oh. that you did not shit outside of the house. I try my level best not to. Shane probably knows this probably. <laughs> yeah, I back your play, but yeah. still. <laughs> In that case... Congratulations. Thank you. That is cause for celebration. I can count on one hand in the past four years when I've had a satisfying bowel movement outside of my own home. <laughs> That's I, uh, That seems equal parts unhealthy and equal parts sad. Vacations are a nightmare for me. I don't think I've ever described a bowel movement as satisfying. What? I, well, when you've been holding it for several days and, you, and you're still three or four days from going to your <laughs> beloved home toilet. You you gotta let it. You gotta release. You need that release. Home is where the squatty potty and the bidet is. <laughs> Man, the two of you sexualize uh, anything going into and out of your rectum to such a degree that I'm I'm starting to be a little intimidated. Do you uh, do you want to re- uh, resume the game we were playing before we started rolling on our favorite Michael being a dog moments? What? Yeah, sure. That's uh, I think that's reasonable. Uh, we can we can get there. Uh, oh, huh? well, we're talking before we rolled about how Michael. We were we're talking about uh, interesting, you know, coalescing of human beings in social circles and situations and uh, desperate times. So we uh, we were playing a show at a really wonderful bar, and I was having kind of a, a cataclysmic meltdown emotionally just due to the circumstances of the evening, which was grand, and. Uh, Michael, from my understanding, because I did not see this directly, but uh, he started attempting to sling some game at a young lady who performed (laughs) on the bill prior to our band taking the stage. And uh, Michael, I believe you can probably take it from here. It was, in hindsight, pretty disgusting. So, and... Let me prep. I'm let, offended let... for her, uh, firstly. No, on but... my end, on my end, oh, she was a saint. can't be helped. So I order a beer. I'm sitting there drinking it. And then she, after her set, 
orders a beer and she's like, well, or she's debating ordering a beer and she's like, well, yeah. I don't know if I want to get this one or this one. And I'm like, do you want to try it? I've never met her, never talked to her in my life. I'm like, I've already had a couple of sips of this beer. I'm like, hey, do you want to try it? And she's like, you don't really know me. And I'm like, like, I let anyone sit in fine. my mouth. Fuck it. <laughs> try it. <laughs> sure enough, she tried it. I think she liked the beer and she ordered her own pint. I don't remember that part. But just the, the fact that I was like, I don't care who you are. Go ahead. Try it. That's yeah. it? That's the whole story? Yeah, That's the whole that. story. Things that happened pre-COVID that would never happen right now. Oh, but, yeah. So I'm how still did you, how did you get around to the, the denouement of, of this story then? Oh, uh, well, the fact that I offered the beer was enough to start talking. And then that's when we chatted it up and apparently had a date later on. Well, you were crowing about her to an, oh. an embarrassing amount. Like you would, you would come into my bar and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I think... Think I'm gonna actually have a date with this girl, and da, 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 da. and Courtney happens to be a friend of a friend, right? Yep, my and best friend is married to the bassist of her band. So I was hearing from Courtney's side, being like, "Yeah, it's probably not gonna happen." And then I heard <laughs> from you at a separate, and this is within probably the same two days, being like, "I really think something's gonna happen." And Courtney's like, "Yeah, and that that's not gonna happen." And then meanwhile. You have one, my favorite, my fi- favorite Michael post, like post breakup, like rebound Michael is you shut down the bar uh, while I was working and it was like the old crew. So it's like, it's Logan, uh, Ombrish, which is his roommate. And I think that the plan was after we shut down the bar, we were going to go back to Logan's house and watch a movie and have some beers, like actually kind of yeah. like hang out and party. Right. Yeah, and we were gonna start the orgy. Becky's uh, Becky's friend was also in attendance. <laughs> Not this one too. And she... <laughs> so when we get back to when we get to Logan's house, everyone except for me and maybe I think a couple of the people are aren't entirely sober. I was working, so I got to see things through clear eyes. Um, but we're watching a movie, and I see Michael and this gal really, really cozy on the couch. Which, I mean, good on you, Michael. Like it was. <laughs> It was a it was a good play, and it worked for you. You ended up going home uh, with this girl, and I remember thinking, like, "Damn, I didn't know he he had it in him." I'm really, I'm really impressed. Like, way to and go, then, buddy! And then I heard that all you all uh, you the, did was the a, joke is is that he didn't have it in her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I heard tell that it was just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, I, I guess if we really Dude, want to say are, that, yeah, sure. I was going to say, but, why is this being brought up? Yeah, I don't know. Edit it out. <laughs> anyway. Christ, John. <laughs> are we not going for blood? No. no. Oh, then edit okay, it out. All right, hold, hold on a second. Okay. Dude, Just I thought because... the bad... No, I, I thought as bad as we were going to get is you didn't tell the postscript to the other story yet, which I thought you were going to give as opposed to me. Apparently, it's the roast of me tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bad person. The oh, no, who would have thought? <laughs> the thing, well, the fucking thing is, Shane and I, and even Courtney's probably at this... I, actually, no, I think Courtney's pure. Um... <laughs> As far as stories that we've told on air. Her face is great. As far as stories that we've told on air, Shane and I have shared things that we should never, like, 
Like we are disgusting yeah, fucking That's people. True. So if there's one you know what? I take it back. I am not sorry that I went for blood because I want to I want to sexualize Michael. I think we need okay, to normalize right, sexualizing fine. Michael today. <laughs> you want to hear the morning after? Yes, I love Hashtag this fucking story. I, I would okay. love to hear this all right, story. Okay, fine. This will be this will be quick. And again, okay. no so, didn't yeah, it sounds about right for you. We didn't give any fucking quick names. Quick in my eyes. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. You you were talking about something else quick. Yeah, so it took 5 seconds. Anyway, the next morning, uh, she told me this previously that she had someone coming in to check the AC or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the reason, but she had someone coming in. Um, so <laughs> I was still there the next morning. And so this person comes in and then we start almost role playing almost as a couple for some reason. And I'm not oh, really sweetheart. sure why <laughs> it, it, it was, it was cool. I was fine with it. I rolled with it, but then she dropped me back off because she drove me back. She drove me to her house. Um, I left my car there. She dropped me back at my car and I didn't give my number because I forgot because I'm a literal piece of shit. I had no way of contacting her for no reason other than I just fucking forgot. <laughs> Misconnection. And so, yes, the mists of connection, the most mist of connections. And so weeks passed and I had no idea how to con- contact her. And I assumed by that point she had already moved on. Um, I think I tried reaching out to her through like Instagram or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. She... And it was, it was, it was, it was a, yeah, it was terrible. The best part, okay. the best part is that she started referring to you as her dead husband afterwards. <laughs> I had no idea she. Wow. <laughs> um, who is this? Pray tell. Just uh, you know, mute this. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I'll just censor let the Shane yes. in on the joke. Uh, this but... is. I don't know if you've met her. Okay, I can't say I'm. Oh, yeah. I like her. Amazing. Oh, she's a great you. person. Um, okay, stop using the name. That makes it harder for me to edit it out. <laughs> Edit it out. Um. Um. Okay. Now, John, are you gonna? Do you not remember the remainder of the story here, or uh... Shane? You give my memory far too too much credit. (laughs) You you make so okay. Well, Michael, I've been I've been holding off on this because I didn't want to tell you. Oh no! But since Courtney's here and uh, is is uh, you know in on this joke. So we finish that gig, right? I go out into the parking lot and said individual, who we can name or not let's name not if name. you really want to get yeah. into the... No, let's not name. Yeah. That's, it, I'm just saying... Future is already going to hate his life. No, I feel this, we so. all... I, I had a feeling we already said it, but I we, think Courtney was, was ambiguous. So I, good. Okay, good. Okay. Um, this individual came out and started talking to me as I was loading equipment in and out. I don't know any of the stuff that happened with you earlier. And so I'm going through the motions... And she's being very flirtatious. I, unfortunately, by the nature of who I am as a human being, am also, regardless of context, to the point that I got yelled at, like Delaney got angry at me at one point because she was like, I was flirting with her in front of Logan. And I was like, I'm a dog. I don't care. I'm, I, this is how I live my life. <laughs> it's how I talk. It's just, so it's it's just like, my vernacular. It's just, just like room talk. It's fine. I, it said I, I was 26 years. Of, like, not having sex, but I could do everything up, so, like, I enjoyed flirting. That's one of the joys of life, is just, you know, experiencing it. And I never pulled the trigger. It's just a fun practice to get into. Witty repartee. So, I'm doing this. 
Now, furthermore, John will also attest to this, that I have a number of stories based on the fact that I withheld myself sexually, where I would actually antagonize and taunt people in the midst of situations where they thought we were going to be getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, yeah, people have been present and seen this happen. It's a shitty thing to do, but just, anyway, this is not an attempt to be braggarty, but saying that it's become learned behavior. So got she got real close to my face in the course of our having a conversation and was kind of in the motion. And so I went right up against her <laughs> face and then turned and walked away and started doing other things because Sam is telling me she's our friend. Like, we know her. She's really great. And Sam, the first thing out of her mouth is you're totally her type. So, like, she just got out of a relationship and she's like stay away from her and i was like oh okay and i i'm with melissa at this time so i'm a good boy and i don't do anything but that was my little fun moment where i was just like "Mm, psych uh and then i just went on about my business and so i kind of went to john as i was walking out i was like keep this woman away from me (laughs) 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 because i was like She's very attractive, and I'm very tempted, so I'm just going to, you know, get myself out of the scenario and go. The next week, I'm being told that Michael has been crowing about this exchange with this young lady and all these other things, and I'm going, dude, you you and I could have been Eskimo brothers if circumstances would have been different, Whoa. but <laughs> if I'm her type... You most certainly are fucking not. No. And uh, so that was the whole run of the story is that that entire time, Sam was basically telling me, do not talk to her. Get the hell away from her. And Tony basically echoed the same sentiment of just like, yeah, dude, not not a good idea. You you uh, you sing. She was overly complimentary. You should take the hint. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to walk like wide eyed into a really bad situation. And pretend that I don't get that she was throwing out signals, and I'm just oblivious to it. So there is the denouement to the story from Shane's perspective. And I never wanted to mention it because we talked about it multiple times, including a, prior to a podcast oh role at one God. point, if yeah, I recall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, sorry. I just I just got a text from Becky because she's downstairs. <laughs> just pray that never gets into your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut enough to where she will never have to n- be upset. And if you I hope. am ever if, if I am ever told to cut it by her or Becky, I will. I respect but, her that much as as a person that I will obviously cut all that if I need to. Well, now your so your attempt to get you know reingratiated with this person was you just dropped a random message on a social network of like. Hey, hey, wasn't trying to hit it and quit it. I'm just a moron. <laughs> yeah. Like, did okay. you not know that she was literally there with Becky? No, I did. And you couldn't I, have I, contacted John or Becky to I, get her I, I, I info? Did. I don't like I to give like people's information out. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not me being a dick. I just I just don't feel it's appropriate. Yeah, which is understandable. And I mean, it, it was my fault. In that, I, it, in that context, I would have felt pretty scummy because what that would have yeah. entailed well, would have been me going to Becky, being like, "Hey, give me your friend's number so that I can." No, 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 no,
And you and I have been around each other for long enough, John. Just go to your wife and say, like, so give me the lowdown on this whole situation. Does this person never want to see Michael again? Because if so, let's freeze him out, but make him feel horrible about it. But, you know, if she actually enjoyed the circumstances, which apparently, given your story, the context would be no. Like, you know. Help a brother out, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. Well, and the move is, too, like, whenever I've had a guy ask for one of my friend's numbers, I'll ask her, do you want his number? And if she doesn't want it, I tell him, oh, sorry, like, she's not into it. And then we just end it there. Well, yeah. And, then, and no one gets hurt. Well, then let me say, Michael, I'm sorry that I didn't take <laughs> that adorable, adorable little baby cock in my hands. Give it a little mwah. And try and see if uh, if she wanted you to have uh, her number. I, I apologize. That wasn't very brotherly or lovely of me. It was not. So That's I apologize. Poor form, friend. And also to do a dismount to this bit, we have dragged you through the dirt for like fifteen minutes. Um, and thanks for being a good sport. Obviously, <laughs> we kind of, sort of, maybe love you, but maybe would give our numbers to you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I will just say, past past Michael is a major dick so uh i don't pass michael uh, but i don't think you really were I, maybe maybe a dick to your own standards but from, eh. uh, from an outside perspective looking in i don't think you really acted like a dick i just think that sometimes you just didn't pick up on cues oh i i don't pick up on my own cues exactly. let alone other people so michael <laughs> you don't pick up on barbecues uh, <laughs> no <laughs> well uh speaking of things being dragged through the dirt and you know <laughs> fucked poorly (laughs) last week was a real humdinger of a goddamn episode and not because the topic was uh failing so i'm gonna you know give a little if i can get myself any deeper than that previous story apparently because courtney was just yeah hating me the entire time i was speaking so i'm I'm not shocked that this is going to continue but uh, i was functionally dead last week Uh, i know michael was functionally dead last week and uh, we did the episode a disservice for as grand as the topic was. And a contributing factor to my mindset is, uh, and John can somewhat attest to this, I'm having kind of a a crisis of faith in my life relative to having seen the meteoric rise of, uh, you know, somebody who I'm no longer associated with and having to kind of cope with that mentally. And it has saturated the remainder of my existence, in particular how I interact with other people. So I have a really swelling inferiority complex that is just getting worse by the day. So I look at our statistics because this is kind of an important thing for me to do because I hate myself. And I, as we've mentioned on the show, have a real feast or famine kind of situation where it's either one of the highest rated episodes we have or the bottom of the barrel. And that's usually where I live. So I've reached the conclusion that I am out of touch to such an extreme degree that nothing I can present on this show is going to inspire our audience because to give due credit and praise, Courtney's episode got more downloads in its first two days than mine got in the entire first week and a half. No. Now, that's obviously attributable to the fact that the topic is either something not translatable or there are people who just hate me on principle. And I don't disagree with you there, (laughs) friends. (laughs) 
But uh, obviously, I, I don't think it's necessarily that because we don't really go in sequence. So I'm extrapolating a lot of really bad nonsense from this and going, maybe I've run my course. Maybe I'm just going to officially get to the John point where I'm like, you know what? I put in effort to do research for something that is not paying dividends to the audience because obviously they're not interested. Or if they are, I'm making sure they're not by the end of the episode. So I'm really like causing this mental degradation to occur, which then is reinforced by our talking about the after darks and our performance there and numbers that we're getting and whether we are really producing quality or quantity. And whether we want to continue these things. So this is why I wanted to lean into this conversation. This is not a pity me, please assuage my ego and tell me I'm a good boy. This is more of saying maybe we're better served by having, you know, me just do what I do and MC the thing. And, you know, Michael's argument of I'm, you know, the entertaining episodes are where I explain something and you all just ceaselessly mock me and everybody enjoys that. And, you know, Courtney's here as another researcher, so we can slide her. So I was all these things are kind of rumbling around in my head as last week is going into effect. And then it was no fun to speak. And uh, John got offended <laughs> and for probably good reason right off the bat when he walked into the room. So it was just like a, a recipe for a really shitty show last week. In my estimation, from my own mental state, and then I listened back to it, and none of those things really manifested on the show, and it felt like one of the regular old episodes for us, and then I started looking at researching topics again, and I got out of my own head, and I was like, oh, this is actually fun. I really do enjoy this. So, like, I'm obviously schizophrenic and this is just something everybody in my life learns to deal with john in particular has fallen <laughs> victim to my folly more often than not but that is kind of my spear thrust into this conversation and now i will allow the rest of you to weigh in and then we can start kind of furthering the discussion no as, as someone that has sorry john i'm oh, just yeah, gonna go for it jump in fuck. um as someone that has had multiple crises of faith crises Ew. yeah crises of faith mm -hmm. it's chrysler um, actually as someone that has had multiple chryslers of faith <laughs> um i agree um especially when uh I oh, i'm glad i'm a piece of shit thank you <laughs> well no, he didn't. He I didn't, didn't call say you, you were. You projected the fact that I know that I'm a piece of shit onto you. Wait, he didn't call it. Don't anyway, try to reach the he bottom. He didn't call you a jive friend. turkey, Shane. He called you a cocksucker. <laughs> he called me a honky mafia, and uh... <laughs> but especially when you have like what you think is like a piece de resistance, like like a really good episode like i really enjoyed researching twitch plays pokemon be especially because it has <laughs> that me spit on my microphone <laughs> i see exactly i can use i can use actual hard data <laughs> um hard. especially because i remember off the top of my head what the first week's downloads of that was right I thought I had I, I had an enjoyable time researching it because I had a lot of nostalgia with what happened. Right, and you but, love it. Yes, but the presentation of it, I feel, wasn't that great. Mm. Um, just because, like, John had some tangential relation to Pokemon because he understands Pokemon, but you had nothing to grasp on yourself, Shane. And so I felt like the episode itself wasn't that great. I felt that it was almost cringeworthy in retrospect. Mm. Um, 
but seeing other people's responses to it, um, as in like we had a decent number of downloads the first week, uh, made me feel like, am, am I really overanalyzing how I approach these episodes? Mm-hmm. Um, and also to the point, the uh, for another example, just digging into the more recent episodes, uh, the Black Eyed Children. I couldn't finish that episode when I was listening through on my own while I was at work. Once I got into the last part when I talked about the SEP stuff, I'm like, this is too fucking dry. This is disgusting. I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to hear myself talk anymore. Okay. Uh, so I we literally are our just, own harshest critics. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm trying to get at in that mm. you could be overly analytical about your own presentation, about your own content that you're doing on this ep- on this podcast. But if people aren't as shit receptive yes yes if if people aren't as receptive or even if they are more the the twitch plays pokemon actually got a decent number of downloads on its first week which Mm -hmm. just blew my mind because just listening to it i I initially when i was pre-editing when i was editing it i thought this isn't that interesting um i thought it was boring because I had to be like, okay, let me skip this. Okay, let me skip that. Oh, okay, let me explain this. Let me do all these other things. It uh, like you had mentioned that it felt like heavy water. To just use that as the baseline for just right, right. utter. I wouldn't say trash, but I would say utter banality. Where it okay. was just there wasn't it, there wasn't a lot of interesting content with that episode. Okay. It, there was a lot of content. You you know what both episodes have in common is that it's a lot of just data. Yes. You know, yes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And and that's oh sorry. Oh, I was gonna say the uh, pilot for what ended up being this show just flipped and reversed was you and another science nerd talking about data and expecting yeah. the listenership to know what the fuck that was. And it felt yeah. like a science class, and I don't think many people casually want to listen to a sciencey podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, yeah, that's a very that's a very good point, and that's why I drastically overhauled a, um, my episodes, my topics. That's why there's never going to be a flat Earth part three. Thank fucking <laughs> um, boo, <laughs> boobs, boobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Earth is actually shaped like a breast, um, and that is that is my theory. Sandbags, yeah, exactly. Man, I am such a, a happier member of the Milky Way galaxy now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't really remember the point that I was getting at because I'm, I got distracted. I think you were just commiserating. But essentially, yes, yes I'm commiserating. We all have this feeling, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to gauge. I think. Well. Courtney, you're uh, you're the the new the newbie, you know. Like you came in pretty late to this podcast, so I feel like your your input is going to be more relevant, almost more valuable because you came for, as a listener now as a contributor. True, uh, I would say right off the bat, if Shane stops doing episodes, like that would be a big disservice to the podcast because I think Shane has had some of my favorite episodes because of the way he presents topics. Same. Um, Agreed. I, I think. Like I'm Michael, 
<laughs> I think Michael has improved immensely. And I think as he dials in more on his topics and his stuff that he likes, but is also relevant. So like the little Nas X um, episode was great. That you was know, a great episode. That was really fun. You have a really good point because I feel like when Michael just sticks to current affairs or like if you're like, hey, Michael, sick, sick him, boy. And you like you give him like something that's happening and trending that. He, Michael, you do a really good job at like going down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the past, you kind of get a little wobbly. Because I just love history so much, Fucking and uh, I, I, I want to tell about every <laughs> single single facet. Like, oh, let me tell you about his birthday. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Let me. So let me. I think uh, not to completely just cut this off, but to put this more succinctly in a way that at more adequately expresses what I was really trying to dial down on, as opposed to this being a pity me, tell me how great I am moment was. When we initially started discussing the podcast, the idea was we would talk about things we had an innate and profound knowledge of that we could then organically lie about. And I feel like the further that we go afield from that, we're running out of topics that we know organically and that we've empirically experienced. So now it's turned into let me recite something that I read or, you know, we'll do some research and things of that nature. So if I'm doing that, most of the paranormal stuff that I have investigated per se has fallen far from the Bell Witch discussion. And, you know, like Loftus Hall was woeful and did not get much attention. And I go, okay, well, maybe it's just that. And so I start looking at the topics and I think maybe it's just that I'm interested in the far too esoteric or things that are nuanced. Because if I'm on a podcast where I'm hosting and talking about the things I love, I spent an hour and 45 minutes talking with one of my students about basketball today, stretching back to my love of the NBA of the 80s and into the 90s. And we got real nuanced of ridiculous stuff where I was talking about Ronnie Cycli backing up Alonzo Mourning on the heat. Like, this is something that all of you are giving me glazed looks oh yeah i just died a little bit you have no frame of reference and i was like these are the things that are weird i can talk about professional wrestling off the cuff ad nauseum as you've seen for no good reason so some of the things that i'm passionate about are not going to translate well to air you know we might occasionally the marty janetta marty janetti murder mystery being an exception but most of the time the stuff's not going to get infused here because i realize probably not going to get the audience happy and excited so that's mostly what i'm revisiting is is it becoming anathema for me to just pull up a random wikipedia try to infuse research from other things and talk about something i'm not necessarily passionate or innately knowledgeable about and does it do us a disservice to create subpar content that way so then i started getting into what is our goal with the podcast are we trying to get angle for downloads or are we really trying to have fun and just talk to each other and do the things that are entertaining to us and i have a lot more fun getting into kevin the drug drug sniffing dog or gallerilla (laughs) godot but then we're looking at the same thing we're like you know the after dark's not doing gangbuster numbers Uh, not to talk shop on air here but like Folks are really interested in the fan fiction. Like, the numbers are dramatically different between those two. So, like, okay, we figured out what the audience likes, at least. 
So then should that start to tailor what we do with the show going forward since we're almost to the end of our second season, call it. So now that John's gotten kind of that, that's mostly what I was trying to get to for an organic conversation amongst us is what's the goal here? What are we really trying to continue doing? Because we do get exhausted after a while. Oh, yeah. I think we had the same conversation last year about this time right before the pandemic. Yeah. So it's it's really I'm glad that you worded it how you did. Because mm-hmm. long story short. Finally, Jonah, Courtney's sexy husband. Uh, Calm down. <laughs> he, uh, he stopped by my house earlier so I could give him uh, herpes and someone else's credit card that they left at the bar. <laughs> I like when I get shame. The herpes is free, but the card's got a surcharge. One of his one of his buddies left a credit card at our bar, so I, I okay. snagged it for him so he could come pick it up. And uh, we were standing outside and just shooting the shit for a couple. And he was saying, like, I heard tonight's going to be a fun episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of going to be like a... I didn't say it, but now I'm thinking about how PlayStation does state of play, you know, where they show you, like, what's coming up. So oh, yeah. we're kind of yeah. having, we're having like, a state of play episode right now. Yeah. Um, and what I was telling him is that uh, before the pandemic, we were making content just just because that uh, we were we were on a schedule and then when the pandemic hit we had more time on our hands to invest so what ended up what, what originally started as what maybe like 2 hours out of your day mm-hmm. turned into 4 hours you know cuz we we batch we batch our our weeks you know yeah uh, and i was just kind of like illuminating a little bit just being like well you know things are are different now because thankfully there's light, you know, like things are starting. There's a little bit of hope on the horizon. Uh, things are things are changing for the better, even if it's just slow steps. But it makes all of us very introspective, as you know, you know, demonstrated by Shane. Where now it's like, okay, well, what am I spending my time on? Because now I am now my time now I have less time again. Yeah, like you're cresting, so you're cresting back in. Like we got to sit on the couch twenty four seven for the better part of a year. And now, like, I just worked 50 fucking hours. Like, it's, it's, it kind of leaves, leaves you feeling a little burnt. But what the podcast has always been, and it's what my vote is, and this is a really long way of saying it, is that the fun is more important to me than worrying about arbitrary numbers. Um, to a point, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the show proper, like what we're doing right now, like what Shane was saying about After Dark, where originally guys what after dark was is that we would end roll and we'd still be slap happy and we'd be warmed up and silly and shit and at a certain degree we're like fuck none of that made it onto the episode and that was really funny shit and then what's what happens and i hope this isn't too much of like a a word vomit is Mm. what happens now you put your podcast face back on and dive into the after dark it's not organic anymore like the, the conversation mm. for the most part and that's not that i know that's a really broad statement so don't no it's yeah i, I see what you're saying seems reasonable but yeah. you know what i mean like you you it's not that you're acting when you're on air but you're more focused on what you're saying and and it's not as you know it's not as it's not as organic um mm-hmm. i think i think when we've we've had the best times in my opinion is what shane was saying when you're really passionate like when it's galrilla you know, and 
or or like the exorcist myths or birds aren't real was a lot of fun like or the satanic mm. temple not to just name my own episodes but i'm just saying like think like what things that stand out to Shane, you what yeah. shane's saying like when you have a, a deep interest and knowledge base uh, on the on the thing and at the end of the day like i i've thought about it before because i love these free form episodes i get my favorite kind of podcast to listen to in general um disinformed to me is uh, if you take the name of the podcast and get really fucking stupid meta for a second it's just a bunch of people who are ill-informed about life it's not just topics we are just disinformed in general uh going through so no matter what we present on no matter what the topic is whether or not we're leavening in lies like at the end of the day once we (laughs) once we stop recording and we go about our lives we are still woefully uh uninformed to to certain aspects the, the esoteric corners that we have no ideas about like like michael and dating you know like <laughs> or, or me and anything that has to deal with dealing with other people or, uh, michael and the female orgasm i still and say I it agree. doesn't exist <laughs> what's a clitoris uh <laughs> clitoris hardly or damn near, damn near <laughs> <the fuck. laughs> clitoris hit or miss but uh <sighs> um, oh no I can find her tits. <laughs> Clitoris? You mean smaller tits? I'm stealing that band name for sure. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel like uh looking at what works and refining it as we go forward is really a really smart play. It's very a mm-hmm. uh, nice slapstick way to do it on air. <laughs> yeah, um, as I said, this is as interesting as anything else we normally talk about, and in fact, it you know kills two birds with one stone because sure. we're going to talk about it regardless. Yeah. So we might as well just document it. And in, in my opinion, like looking at the fact that like the fanfics work to a degree, Michael, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is, is where you should invest your time. Like you know what? What honestly you could do. You could have just one YouTube episode a week, and it could just yeah. be the fanfic. Mm-hmm. And then what we were doing on um, After Darks is basically just the episode anyway. And if you wanted to throw in more Klostermans or randomly throw in a Klosterman at the beginning mm-hmm. or end of an episode, like that's what we used to, didn't we used to do? Fuck Mary Kills and yeah, um, we used to start tacking stuff on the end of the episode so, to keep you know a little levity. Yeah, so right. I think we've kind of Pull. I think we've kind of proven that for the most yeah. part. People don't really. Uh, I say people again. Broad fucking statements. The numbers would show that the After Dark isn't doing that well, but the fanfics, depending on the fanfic, are cool. So you you learn yeah. and you revise. And you know what we were talking uh, on our our message our group app uh, about mm-hmm. maybe doing batch fanfic recordings so that you could just release them when you want so that when michael needs to desperately go lay down for 17 hours to avoid the bees in his brain uh that we don't miss a week (laughs) yeah and we've all kind of approached this from different trajectories and we are constantly trying to refine our methods contrary to what you might think dear listener uh but it it really it, it is a concerted effort to one try to keep this fun and engaging and sort of enlightening for us and i don't want this to feel like a slog and we talked about this with the damn jams and recording that podcast. Like when it feels like work, I'm going to get out of it yes. because I have there's far too little time in my day where I can go about doing things that are important. And I want to prioritize the things that make me feel Hell enlivened yeah. and enriched afterwards yeah. and not like I want to just go slam my head into a brick wall, which is no offense to my bandmates. 
uh, we just, you know, all have kind of a different appreciation for certain things and, uh, you know, we have to stay on topic sometimes, but yeah. that's just an unfortunate byproduct of my mouth running. So I, it's mostly looking at our approach of saying, you know, nearly 200 or yeah, uh, nearly a hundred episodes in and running through years of, you know, if you're not interested in, in the nonsense after talk, after the show, we don't need to dedicate time. If it's really not, you know, tickling anybody's ivories and, uh, you know, if folks are really that interested, they'll catch up. There's a playlist of a lot of stuff and we got that full box of Klostermans absolutely documented and that's a fun series arc that for that. It really is. If anything, even if it just if you if you approach it as like this, those are the Klosterman episodes and not even After Darks, mm-hmm. then I, I am still kind of in disbelief that we finished the the hypotheticals because that when we started the hypotheticals it was like okay this is going to take us a very long time and then you blink and you know michael's hair is gray (laughs) what i saw you at the bar this weekend you silly sack of shit you got some you uh, salt and pepper uh, dreamboat you uh, yeah you got some you got some gray in that mane well shit But I think if you really wanted to keep an additional video component, I think it'd be more interesting to turn it more towards book reviews, movie reviews, make it more focused in that sense rather than using that time to just kind of say three things about what we just recorded and then do the Klosterman. Like, we all watched this movie. Let's talk about this movie. We're all going to read this book. Let's talk about that. And I think keeping it more topical gives it more direction. Uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite podcasts does a segment every week called Sip, Smoke, Read, where they just talk about like the beers they've been drinking, if they've been smoking cigars, and like what they've been reading. And that's probably one of my favorite parts of the show because it's it gives more insight on them, but it also provides like recommendations for stuff that I may have not heard of before. I dig that. Okay. A brilliant idea. I like that. Yeah. Yep. And kind of something we were really doing ultimately in the episodes where we do get off topic on an after dark and spend an hour as we're talking about the things we are passionate about. And we do get tangentially into movies a lot. We do talk about what we read a lot. So if we compartmentalize that and kind of help that to transition out is a really good idea. So this is why we're having this conversation, folks, is see what uh, see what pops up. Or doesn't in Michael's right. case. <laughs> oh, in a... I swear, this never happens, a, okay? It, it, it's always good, but just tonight, for some reason... In a rather alarming and welcome development, uh, we have a new listener to the uh, My Immortal fanfic. Oh, no. The thing you said that would never happen it happened? Did. Rebecca Yay! Rebecca has entered the podcast. <laughs> and... Uh, Gosh, I'd have to scroll too far to see. Well, I guess Michael could edit out the silence while I find what she actually said. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah he's, just he's not silent, doing enough work this it week. It's no. fine. It's easy when it's all silent because there's no transition. Well, she originally started listening on YouTube and then was frustrated because of the ads and stuff. I was like, it's on Bandcamp, which, by the way, it's on Bandcamp. It is on Bandcamp, free for nothing. We have ads? I forgot YouTube does ads even if you yeah. aren't monetized. Um. <laughs> she goes oh my god i'm listening to your my immortal what the fuck is this it's so good but it's bad and then quote i was feeling kind of depressed so i slit one of my wrists if i had a dollar for every time i heard the first part i not said the second it gets part. <laughs> uh it gets way 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 more rough so i said if i can find the scripts i'll share it with you so you can see the spelling 
She goes, it really mm-hmm. is something. And I, I went looking for the scripts and all I could find was later uh, entries. Uh, so I was like, all I can find is like chapter 40. And she's like, I'll let you know when I get there. I was like, you guys do a good job, though, with the material Aww. being what it is. <laughs> Hell she froze won't over. hear this, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> do it. You won't. And here's a reminder that uh, Potterless fucking come for me. I will throw <laughs> hands. I will slap you harder than a twisted T. Unless you want to collaborate, in which case, again, I think that your your branding, your whole thing is just amazingly well done. But if you don't love me, then you can Hi. fucking kill yourself. Thank you. Hiya. 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 Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished Everything's okay. Eventual, by the way. Yay. Get the hell out of here. Tell me everything about it. Wow, I didn't expect that kind of follow-up. Um, <laughs> He's like, I didn't read it. <laughs> what do you expect him to say? That's usually what John says. I did <laughs> okay. a thing. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, um, uh, 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 Becky, Becky really read it. Uh, we don't have to get real deep into this because oh. no one really, except actually it would leave Michael out, which is probably what we usually want to do. My favorite stories in that collection were 1408. Uh, the Dark Tower stories were fun on their own, but that I kind of categorized them as just part of Dark Tower canon, not part of the short story collection. And right. then the feeling that you can only say when it's in French, I think ended up being my favorite bit because I love timey-wimey nonsense bullshit. And when I first started listening to that uh, that short story, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of fucking meh. But the more that it went on, I was like, and I was starting, it was starting to click. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Um, so it's going good. It also has made me realize that I really enjoy short stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Kings in particular, uh, it really kind of was, I, you know, um, raved about Gore Vidal back in the day because that was kind of the master of the short story for me for a bit. And I really appreciated kind of what he engendered and the stories actually had an overall meaning and arc to them and king's short stories are an entirely different animal altogether because it's still very entertaining and the characterization and the development is still marvelous but it's a bite-sized package you're not spending 800 bloody pages getting and stuff because he has a tendency like someone else who may or may not be on this podcast me um to get you know off topic and start just you know foaming at the mouth and then as I'm doing now, rambling on incoherently for no good reason before you get back to the story a couple hundred pages later and you're like, oh, Stephen, please uh, get just, you know, keep it compartmentalized. Please. Stay on point. Stay on topic. And the short stories do the novellas really do a phenomenal job of that. It just gives you the bite sized sort of easily digestible story. And even at worst, like when they're long winded, you know. It's a couple hundred pages. I can I can bluster through it, but I really have been appreciating the hard case um, short or, or well the the smaller books that he's done. He just put one out this year, which is quite fantastic. Um, but they're what's it called? Uh, that later I think is the title. Okay. And uh, so the the story behind this, if you're not familiar, uh, Michael Crichton's done some, but they're like noir detective novels. So it's kind of like pulp serialized stuff where they're telling stories. And so the one I read first is Joyland. And it's a story about a individual who there's a ghost at an amusement park. And this person is the summer help at the amusement park who then winds up staying on and trying to solve the mystery of the ghost. So it's like a Scooby-Doo episode 
brought to you by Stephen King. And the whole time he's talking about being obsessed with um, he's reading the Lord of the Rings for the first time. The character is. So you see this interesting Dark Tower tributary that kind of runs through it as well. But then got me really back into the idea of reading the Lord of the Rings again, which is kind of organically how we all wind up in that same spot. Which so, uh, is part of my shuffle of books right now, which yeah. mm -hmm. well, that's cool. Yeah, Melissa is uh, halfway through the Lord of the Rings uh, or well, Fellowship right now. And uh, so she and I are probably going to dive into Two Towers when she catches up to me because I haven't been reading as much lately. But I have ramped back uh, yeah. up because I have uh and this I, I've said the I've said this hack and I don't know if it's been on air or off air, but and I know that I've said it at your house recently. Oh you've yeah, you've said it on okay. air. It's it's yeah. there. It's a thing. I decided even though I own the one volume version of Lord of the Rings, I went ahead and bought the uh ebook paired with the audible narration because I I have mm -hmm. accepted much like Courtney that like listening is a lot easier right now than sitting down and reading, even though I really, 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 really love to sit down and read. I'm in my car more than I can sit on my couch at the present moment. Um, yep. Which I have two, I have two more things and then I'm, I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Don't lie. It's books on the go though. And that's, it's a wonderful way to take it because you know, yeah. we're, we're busy people these days and we need to be able to still get information and not just be bored to tears and traffic. Yeah. Um, so I, I realized I love short stories and then I remembered that pre COVID I had started listening to Joe Hill's, uh, strange weather, which is a collection of four oh. short novels. And after talking to Shane last week, cause we met up for practice immediately when I got in the car, I read down or I borrowed it from, from Libby and started listening to it again. And I'm having a lot of fun with that. It's so good. Also just in one of the random, 3, 4 a.m. late night shit, I uh, started, I, I rewatched Clerks and then realized that I wanted to watch all of Kevin Smith's movies in order. And I am, I've watched Chasing Amy now for the first time front to back. And I have mixed feelings about it. We're not going to get into it. Um, but I, I stumbled on something really interesting because the next movie that came after Chasing Amy, it's where I'm at now, is Dogma. Which is, especially if you grew up in any sort of religion, but especially... But in particular, Catholicism, did, yeah. It's a very fucking entertaining movie. Uh, timeless, mm -hmm. even. However, it is no longer available on any streaming services. You can't pay to rent it online. You can only watch that movie if you have a physical copy and i know that you can torrent it and i know that you can uh, find uh, rips of it on youtube somewhere if you look but it's really fascinating to me um the reason why and i think shane shane you do you know the reason why i don't know the reason why uh, in point because of fact of the weinsteins okay really because they so this is uh, dogma came out in 1999 Mm -hmm. And and Disney was involved. Disney was involved. Uh, and Harvey Weinstein, Stein, 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 whatever. He's a fucking Stein. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, him and his brother bought the rights uh, for mm -hmm. for the or so Sony. I think it was was it Sony and Disney. So they started out with they started out with Miramax initially, and then they kind of became disenchanted with their own thing. So they broke off and did the Weinstein Company and started their own thing, which is where Tarantino's films, later films, wound up being released as well. So it's this whole weird dichotomy. But this was during that transition. And so 
initially when they went to release the film, as you were saying, yeah, Disney kind of swooped in and helped them with distribution. Right. So at the at the very base of it, and to make shorter work of it, um, two different people or two companies handled the theatrical release and then the the home release, and this is all pre streaming. Um, that agreement has since expired, and obviously, the you know things have happened. Um, and the rights are kind of locked and buried. Um, so there's really not much that can be done to get it onto streamable services, which I thought was really like, it's the dumbest, like silliest, Mm -hmm. tiny mini thing to be obsessed about. But I read like maybe two or three articles just like, what the fuck? Like even Kevin Smith was responding to people tweeting being like, Hey man, like I, I want to support you. I want to make sure that you get, you know, I want to give you my money, but you're making it very hard for me to give you my money because the only other option is to buy a used copy at this point because I don't think they're making, I don't think they're making more. And I think the copies that you can find are like a hundred bucks. This is why I own physical media and I'm happy to be the digital dinosaur that everybody mocks, but that's the whole point. I figured you'd get a nice good kick out of it. You know me. I'm waiting for that moment to happen. I can see. Oh, you know what? It's not that bad. Never mind. It's not 100. Oh, wait. (laughs) I was like, I think you can probably still find, you know. for $40, uh, a used copy for $60, but still, you have to really... You have to really like the fucking movie to spend 60 bucks on it. You really... But uh, honestly, it has probably taken the uh, the top seat in my Kevin Smith oeuvre. It's probably my favorite film of his. Chasing Amy was for quite some time. But yeah, I think I I prefer Dogma these days. It's uh, brilliant. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it now that I really love shit. Indeed. Well, you can borrow my copy, John. Bless I won't you. make you spring $60 in order to uh, enjoy it. Do you want to start a new segment on this show? Let's start a segment called What is Currently Being Lent to John from Shane. So, <laughs> yeah, what is John stolen so from on my today's house? Segment yeah. of I like what it. Am I returning to Shane before I get dogma? I will return your copy of Insidious Chapter 2. I appreciate and that. I will return your copy of Tusk. Which you better have watched with Becky, or I'm, uh, I'm going to exact some, some pain from you. I think Becky would rather have a legitimate child with Doug Ducey before she would watch Tusk. <laughs> Whoa! Damn! Damn. That woman. I has... mean, both of them would produce a disgusting, you know, byproduct of like you know, man and an animal being she used would, in she some would way, shape, or form. She would rather look up into Doug Ducey's eyes as he <laughs> whispered down. This is heaven. Then, uh, <laughs> then watch Tusk. This woman has the strongest, strongest. I have fucked this woman up by making her watch this movie, and I don't even know. Like, I've, I sometimes when it's really late at night, <laughs> and I'm left with just my thoughts, dark or otherwise, I think about if the circumstances were different, and I had explained what this movie really was before she watched it if it would have fucked her up as bad as it did and it, it keeps me up <laughs> i you know i thought you were gonna go darkest timeline and if if i ever really wanted to ensure i got divorced i would just wake her up in the middle of the night 
with two giant tusks shoved into the corners of my mouth hey, uh, and just start going. She, she's, she's listening right now. She's listening. And I got a text. I feel like this is a very, very this is an indirect way of having her back on the show. Yes. Uh-huh. She says in all caps. Yes. Next message. <laughs> Doug Ducey can cover me in his ice cream rather than watch Tusk. <laughs> spackle me doug Uh, i don't know that there's a better way to nail the dismount on this show in particular but uh courtney how you feeling great we're 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 just gauging your physical state at this point so we don't want to get into that that's not (laughs) okay well duly noted Liquid, <laughs> liquid shits are fun. No, that sounds like a John problem. Uh, I'm actually, I, I'm a yeah. solid shit now, but for, for three days it was all squirts. <laughs> yeah, John wouldn't let me use his upstairs restroom because of the detritus that he left, or apparently he just likes to, uh, you know, do a sprinkler in his bathroom, just point his ass up at the sink and hope Listen, that he hits we're gonna, it. We're going to ruin the dismount of uh, the ice cream covered cake here. But uh, when I am in a depressive episode where I take I take it out on my bathroom the most, like that's where all my trash goes. That's where everything goes. So if it's not a if, if I am viciously depressed, like, you know, bad that things depressed, toilet. my bathrooms probably looks like a dumpster and. Okay. I had just coming off an episode when Shane and Sam came came over, and Shane's like, "Oh fuck you! I'm going to use your bathroom." I was like, "I I was I'm like, use it. that yep. would be the most embarrassing thing that could ever literally happen to me." And if you go into my bathroom, <laughs> it's going to be an irrevocable moment in our friendship. Well, John, <laughs> uh, you and I have shared a cheese sandwich more than, twice, more than yes. once, and uh, I, you and I have shared a toilet together at at one point we didn't as cross well, the and that's far more. It's far more intimate than WrestleMania. Yeah, that's fair. True. You Is that, that a conversation you recall having? Which one? The the that's far more intimate than WrestleMania. Yeah. That was our first EP. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were in recording an album, and I was embarrassed to say that WrestleMania was occurring on the day that we were in recording, and I was really excited to go home and watch it later on, and I had still not really come out of the closet to the full depths of like, yeah, I still watch wrestling occasionally, just to remind myself how god-awful this is. And yeah, that was John's exact line. It's like, we've, we've shared a toilet together, Shane. Like, that's far more intimate than WrestleMania. <laughs> You know that thing when someone tells you their pet peeve and all of a sudden, like, you've just, like, internalized it and now it's your pet peeve? There is Mm. nothing that horrifies me more than someone coming to my home and the bathroom being gross. Like, that terrifies Uh, me. Like, I will leave dishes in the sink, but, like, the bathroom's not clean. I'm having a full-out panic attack. You are in very good company, then, because that was something that (laughs) Shane and I connected on very early. Uh, was a appreciation for cleanliness, especially in the restroom, which is why I made it a point when they were over to say, <laughs> you are using the bathroom downstairs. You are not using this restroom. That is one of the like literal first conversations that you and I each had the first time we walked into one another's apartments when we first started hanging out. I was like, 
like kudos on how clean your bathroom is, man. I'm very impressed because most people's look like, uh, you know, old, old Yarnum, like post the spread of the <laughs> rot, as I've described Sam's yeah, restroom. There's a uh, pugilistic panda hanging up on the uh, wall. And someone puked on the, uh, the bathtub balls. Michael. I cleaned before that <laughs> happened. <laughs> You cleaned. You cleaned it. before you threw up on the bathroom balls. Oh my or? god! No, I cleaned before anyone else stepped foot in that bathroom. Well, if anyone's gonna fuck my cousin, it's gonna be me. With a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> on oh, that geez. subject, uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna stray away from cousin fuckery. So I think we've come to a positive place at the end of this, the ninety-first installment. Yeah. Of Whew. disinformed, which is. We're reaching quite a threshold here, friends and neighbors, and we are appreciative of you for being here with us. Yes. Unless you're Indeed. Doug Ducey, in which case I wish you a very happy, merry, go die. <laughs> go commit, die, Doug Go Ducey. die, die. I mean, we have... Uh, <laughs> I've already said things on this podcast that are going to get me on any number of governmental watch lists, so I suppose I should say that for those in our state that are really wanting to uh, support their right to keep and bear arms, I've got someone I'll point you at, because uh, that motherfucker needs a 12-gauge sandwich sometime real soon. It will smell like and teen how. spirit. Indeed. <laughs> so, thank you, douchey. We can't wait to flush you. Uh, Ladies and germaphobes, thank you for being here. As always, of course, we have got social networks that you can uh, give as much credence and uh, responsibility and attention to as we do, because Michael doesn't even know where they are. And uh, what's a technology? <laughs> where am I? What year is it? How can I see you through my computer screen? <laughs> So, uh, stay away from Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast, or uh, stay away from Instagram at Disinformed Podcast, uh, even though Courtney does beautiful things with it on the weekly. I give up. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome, oh, welcome to my world, <laughs> friend. you gotta do. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then, of course, uh, over there on the Twitters, we have at Disinformed Pod, which you should actively avoid. And then furthermore, we may or may not be coming to you twice weekly on the Tubes View going forward. That's a subject for another day. But uh, Disinformed After Dark is usually taking place currently on Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And, of course, Fan Fiction typically flying your way on wonderful Wednesday mornings when Michael is not being put through a vice and I'm not on death's door and begging for admittance. So here's hoping that this week we might actually be able to revisit those things, if not for the last time. Ooh-wee. I kid. But I believe that is going to wrap it up and... We are going to mention that in a coming soon, we have actually got programming that is in the barrel and uh, ready to roll down the pike at you. So there will be a part two to Colonel Sanders, and there is technically enough fodder from what I found for like parts three and four. <gasps> yes. Is, yeah, I have nine pages of Sanders okay. research, and I still have not gotten to, fr like, I'm barely touching the franchising of KFC. So you know how you mess up programming is you space the shit out too far. So when you are ready uh -huh. to do it, it has to. It's, it, oh, we'll do it okay. next week. I'm, I'm has, totally it down. Has we'll to whip be that sequential. out. You can't. You can't give yep. weeks in between episodes. It has to be. Okay, I shan't. Just 
Just saying, yep. the people need it. I'm on. Uh, <laughs> I'm prepared. I have it. Uh, I'm I'm in the process of throwing it together. So I think we can get it. I'm ready to be chicken fingered by daddy. Awkward. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Michael has a very interesting experiment that we are going to perform with a couple members of this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, don't don't give that up. Explain nope, it to him. Nope. Oh, nope, come on. That has to be a You've surprise. said it multiple times on air. Is it's it already air? been out of the bag, Courtney, is my it, friend. Is it on air? Yeah. Yes. What? At the least next to Michael once. episode? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think we did say it, yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. The next time Michael presents, Courtney's going to be hanging out with me here, and we are going to do what every listener should do when it's a Michael episode, and we're just going to get baked, and we're going to see how that goes. I think, I think. oh, Courtney, can you figure out how to make weed? Can you figure out how to make edibles? Like your own? Yeah, I can oh, do that. Oh, Courtney. Yeah. Oh, oh, Courtney, God, give me the keef. Oh. I'm going to clip the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> oh, Courtney. I hate my life. Um. <laughs> oh, John. Oh, apparently John is running our Instagram. <laughs> All up the Etsy. Uh, Courtney and I will get high on her own supply and uh, and, li- and try and see if that enhances Michael's <laughs> episode. What if we die, though? <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I'm Michael. <laughs> Don't oh. promise water to a thirsty oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, oh, you did it. <laughs> Actually, do I went. Think... Oh, go ahead. Go. I was going to say, do you think that, uh, that Jonah and Becky would comfort one another? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, Becky's like really hot. I don't know why she's with John to begin with. So, Likewise. Yeah, oof. you and me both. Oof. <laughs> a big oof. I know, uh, you know who, uh, you know, could be the alternative Becky though. Gabriella Godot. Indeed. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she's wearing or, her uh, necklace you know, of, Linda. Uh, of torn off limbs. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Michael. I'm sorry. There's more editing for you. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I don't want to edit it. Oh yeah, now. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Linda. <laughs> okay, so before we get out of here, uh, I am going to open this to Shane to make Michael's life easier or more difficult, depending on how Shane responds. Shane, would you uh. like to give Michael a sample to use as the sensor? Like, just you could say anything, and it would replace all of the times we say names that we shouldn't say on air. It just has to be, oh, Courtney. I think we already have the clip. Sure. Okay. There we are. <laughs> or it could just be going. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. How about? <laughs> oh, Linda. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> yep. There we gave you like eighteen samples. Yeah, giving you a spectrum. Yes. And a moose bush. <laughs> Who's bush? Oh. <laughs> Listen, you keep your cold soup to yourself, you freaking fruitcake. That was really Force close. <laughs> Hey, bonate tit. <laughs> bone <laughs> bone amp the teeth. Uh I got uh, a, a a chablis and uh Philip Mignon and we're gonna bonate tit. So all you out there in listener land, get ready because the meat's coming. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Biden be damned. I ain't letting the hamburglar spoil my fourth of July. Uh-uh. Marjorie Taylor Green and I gonna go out there get toe up from the flow up and get us some of that big old bovine beef injection in our greedy little mouths. So, Hashtag Burgergate. 
For yeah, Republicans. Not... <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. Courtney, you were saying before uh, you lost consciousness. Yeah, you're not going to catch me drinking that plant-based beer. I'll tell you what. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I... Fuck that shit. <laughs> plant-based beer, beer my ass. Did you see the... Uh, cells in it. Did you see the... The Colbert joke about the the meat based beer that they created afterwards. <laughs> no, it's, no, but yeah. I drink it. It's like beer like an abattoir. <laughs> it's uh, go check that out. It's really Ugh. fun and quite entertaining. But uh, all right, <laughs> for the Republicans everywhere, I can't stand you, but uh, I will defend your right to be an asshole to the death. So God. Bless America. Oh, God, nice. <laughs> For the Disinformed podcast this week, strong as it ever was, back and better than ever, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. And I don't want to be Courtney anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, God, hey. Mr. Pocket. I'm going to find you, Mrs. Courtney. I'm going to find you. You goddamn monkey fuck shoot me in the back. Follow me up the hill to the stream. Goddamn it, Courtney. First time? Final sidebar. Do you remember when I performed the... uh, No, do you remember when I performed the Sweet Brown Classic... Uh, ain't nobody got time for that as Tom Waits. <laughs> you put on so many voices. I prefer uh, I for, for Brimley over Waits. Well, uh, in any event, if you're looking for something to entertain yourselves with, that is still on YouTube. Ooh. It is me as Tom Waits performing uh, Ain't Nobody Got Time for That. And it's a uh, grand old time. So, uh, love and kisses. And as I always say, so long. Good night, Mr. Bucket. Oh, God, man.